Live from Derbyshire, this is The Sunday Lunch Show with Brent Poland, and you are listening live. Good morning and a Merry Christmas to you, or maybe not, depending on your point of view, because some of us are finished and some of us are not. I'm finished. Thank you for that, and I'm not. So uh, I might be a bit of a Grinch and Adam might be uh, Father Christmas today. But we're going to look at, should we have fun lessons before Christmas, or should we not? And it seems that we have a bit of a, a split on this, because you'll join us, we'll talk this it out, and see where you sit. Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or join in the conversation by downloading the Podbean app and following Teachers Talk Radio. Hashtag TT Radio. So, you're wondering why you've heard of the Gladiator. <laughs> well, at this time of the year, I turn into Russell Crowe in Gladiator. Yeah, I am that guy. The kids will walk into my classroom and they will say the immortal words, which they regret. Sir, can we do something fun today? Of which I turn into Russell Crowe in Gladiator, one of my favourite movies, by the way. Historically, terribly incorrect in some things, but... Well, entertainment value, fantastic. I worked at cinema, actually, when it came out. I used to go in and watch the first 20 minutes just for the, for the cinematic value. Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing film. Yeah. Amazing film. You know, and Russell Crowe's, he's fantastic in it. But when the kids walk into my class, and, and they do, and they go, Sir, sir, can we do something fun today? My brain, as it is, in Russell Crowe mode, is thinking, What? What are you inferring? Are you saying that every other time of the year I'm AKA boring? Are you saying that my lessons are terrible? And I take it a bit personally. It's like, hold on a second here. What? I work hard. I work hard to entertain you. And that's why I draw the reference to that scene from Gladiator where he's like, are you not entertained? Am I not here to entertain you? What, what's the whole purpose? What, what am I, I'm some sort of comedian on stage? I'm a serious educational professional and the children just want me to be, what, blockbuster video? <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on here? And I know what usually happens is there are some of my colleagues, and I love them to bits, I am their union representative, I will defend them to the hilt, who've been watching, we don't talk about Bruno, no, or they'll walk in going, let it go, let it go. And I'm like, what is going on? There's Christmas Carol in the English department, boy in a striped pyjamas in the RE department, and they come into me and they go, sir, can you do something fun with us? And I'm like, what? And it absolutely grinds my gears. And I know it's not going to make me universally popular. I'm on the, the 52, 47% that said we should teach till the end. And 52% in our poll that we, we put out three days ago said that we should do fun lessons. Which is a bit like Brexit all over again. Oh, yes. We've got a 52-48 split here of teachers who, aka, want to do fun lessons or, you know, let's teach the end. So it's an interesting topic to discuss. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what comes out of it. But I just wonder if we can link that to maybe the, it's 52% of uh, Brexit voters had fun lessons and <laughs> <laughs> in school. <laughs> Should we do a demographic profile of the teacher who actually says do fun lessons? Yeah. So I wonder where that where, wonder where that comes from then that the fun lesson is it from is it from primary school and then is it kind of then in, an expectation of when people get to secondary school that there's there's a fun lesson. I mean, I mean, again, it, you, it's always nostalgic looking back at um, your time at school. But I do remember almost 
almost from about mid-December doing very little at school. Um, we had kind of the fun lesson. The, t- the big TV came out. We watched films. We played games. I, was bored. I remember one a couple of lessons where it was just just, just board games for, for for a week, almost no. like a, a solid week. You went right through. Well, maybe the last week, maybe the last lesson. It all depends on the teacher. Mm. Uh, it all depends on the you know what teacher it was. But some teachers were you know teach the. I remember my French teacher, Miss McGarry, had her for five years. You know, the, the, the woman would be acetate. You know, she would just write on acetate. Yeah, yeah. We'd be doing French lessons. Of course, she'd put a French flavour on Christmas. So, so it'd be Joël Noël and all that. We would have French in Christmas. Mm. Now, Irish teacher, definitely. The Gaelic teacher, that was you know, Irish and Gaelic uh, and Christmas. And, and, and we used to get all that. And certainly some teachers would take the opportunity, I suppose like myself now, to use the, the supposed slack time to do something they might not have normally did. Like, you know, geography teacher, we like David Attenborough, which I would enjoy. And others, it would be the teacher would just appear for a half an hour and you're thinking, and we're just sitting there by ourselves doing, well, okay, what are we doing today? Obviously, completely, absolutely. But it all depended on which teacher. Um, I do remember, yes, the, the, the big giant television being wheeled in <laughs> and, and of which it all depended, again, on, on the teacher's video collection. They'd go into their store cupboard and, and yes, English teacher would bring out GNR, the black and white version of GNR, which was... Um, not very exciting. I would say that was fun. But it's funny that I remember those those actual lessons. Even now recalling them 30-odd 30, 30 years later, I can still remember that slack time. And I can still remember some of the stuff. So I suppose because it is different, it is something that sticks out. But are we missing? Here's the thing, and I'll give the argument against having the fun lessons, um, because we are serious academic professionals. We have only so much curriculum time to teach, especially in my subject. I'm always crying foul of every inset day that I lose curriculum time. And and I often think, you know, I've got 7,000 years of history. I want to teach in only a couple hundred hours to do it in over five years. And I think, well, wow, I I would happily, you know, teach more. And and that's me. I'm just a teacher-holic. You know, my, my best friend said that at my uh, my wedding. He says the worst part of it traveling around the world with me was he got a geography and history lesson. <laughs> you know, even if he didn't ask for it, I, I can't help myself. I, I do have a, my, my name is Brent Poland. I'm a teacher-holic. Uh, I first did that diagnosed myself as a teacher-holic a long time ago. What would you get? What would you go to like instead of AA? Would you go to TT? Teachers Anonymous. TA. Teachers Talk Anonymous because I've always been told it. I just, I never miss the opportunity. I just can't help myself. I'm there to teach. I'm there. I'm there to teach, and that's my job, and that's what I like doing, and I get a great joy out of it. And I, and, and it's again like, okay, I, I'm not, I'm going to make a rod from my own back, and probably people are going to hit me. But it's like the inset days. Play drum roll. Yeah, no, no. It's like <laughs> the inset days or, or disruption days. Um, during COVID, it was my worst nightmare. I want to be in the classroom. I'm, I'm an actor. Put me on stage. You know, I want, I want my classroom. I want to be in the classroom. I want to teach kids. I want to use the opportunity to educate them. And I, but flipping it the other side, I get this time of the year we're knackered. I get that the kids are knackered. And I get that, you know, is it right to turn around and push too far? I.e., is it reached that point where you're just, they're tired, you're tired. Is it time just to, to relax a little bit? And that maybe, you know, that's the right thing to do from a mental health point of view, from a, a socialization point of view. My take is, there's, a, I there's a cognitive reason as well, well of, of letting the brain of the brain yeah. the brain settle. I mean, there is that thing about kind of you, you just constantly kind of um, you know overloading with new information, new content all the time. The brain needs time to process it. 
and we, and we know that some some of our students aren't great at sleeping and getting rest, and they've got other, especially sixth formers then go on to work, do jobs and yeah. that stuff. So maybe there is a time there. Um, I mean, one of the great lessons I've done this week actually that I've, I've really enjoyed was is we almost did we had half an hour. It just so happened that we had half an hour uh, on our last lesson, and in one of the books we literally just just went into silence and we just did a reflection half an hour and the students just sat down and just looked through the book and picked out three or four kind of consistent points that went well mm. during during this this term and then we didn't do um, even better if or negative points but we just then said targets what would you like to achieve in the first half term back based on you know the practice that you've done already so for me with a level business unfortunately um it's kind of the long mark answer questions is the is the king well you've got to be business yeah. with business yeah oh, but boom. yeah but a lot of it a lot of it unfortunately for business this is about technique mm. about exam technique um and it's getting that exam technique particularly around kind of analysis and evaluate evaluative skills gets you the marks unfortunately that's just the game mm. you know you, you can be um we've had pupils actually in the past who have um, um, been running their family businesses, um, so that their, their business acumen and knowledge is superb. Real world, real world. But actually, they haven't got very good grades in the A level because they haven't ticked the box with the structure of the exam question. Anyway, that's a, probably another show. It just in that because it just shows you kind of you can be very knowledgeable actually about a very vocational subject mm. and not get a qualification. But I think that's probably a, a show for another day. But the, my point is, is that looking back and just reflecting through is that everybody has, has done something very, very well. And, you know, we always overload the well, mm. well points, the targets. So I always do make sure there's more positives than there is targets. We only could, and also narrowing those targets down allows people to actually, when they come back, just to make a kind of clear focus. But it's written down, it's kind of documented, it's almost diarised. This is where I was, and I thought that was a really nice um, end of end of end of professional way. Yeah. It was calm. It was chilled. Uh, we did a kind of quick uh, business style end of year um, um, Kahoot style YouTube mm. quiz at the end, uh, just to get that little bit of a kind of Christmas. So you got class. what you needed to get done. But we had we had that moment of actually of clarity, of calmness, reflection, and. Um, be really interesting to see what that group does with that when they when they come back actually because there sometimes isn't that time we you know, you talk about kind of you know we'll, we go 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 all the time content mm. retrieval flip this do this da, 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 da. and actually what we need to do we'd sit down and just spend 15 20 minutes we do as professionals don't we yeah we, we have those moments where we sit down look at our objectives look at our own practice but when do we ever do that with children so maybe that's the opportunity this you want to call it slack time mm. um you know I, I i call it for for me was what well, do i want to start another topic on the last lesson no no i definitely no. don't want to do that so i've now got this kind of lesson period so there's hour. A natural jump there was there was, a, there was a natural finish because yeah. they, they, they were kind of finishing something off that lesson um do so, you think that some teachers there what they do is do you think they buy themselves that little bit of time of i'm going to give the kids something something to do so it gives me that time to get all my stuff done so that over Christmas I've got, I start the new term. Is it the kind of like claw back a bit of time? Kids are, you know, we're not going to do much learning now because they're not in the Goldilocks yeah. period. They're yeah, not yeah. In the, their porridge is not the right temperature. The Goldilocks yeah. period of learning. 
is gone. And that you've got this last week of turn where the kids are tired, maybe, yeah. and you're tired. So it maybe is it time for to relax for them to relax a little bit, but time for you to get caught up on your admin, your bureaucracy, your marking, your books, so that you don't have. Yeah. Because one of the things that always annoys me with half terms is you always have the niggle of if I can get the stuff done before half term, I can then enjoy my half term mm. without you know that because we all do it. Who who does not take work home? I, I used to terrible for it back in my early days. I used to take a, a rucksack back yeah. over, over to Ireland to visit my folks and spend Christmas with my folks. And in the bottom of my rucksack would be a bucket full of marking. And, and Ryanair, I was paying Ryanair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a carrier of Ryanair EasyJet uh, Flybeat. I'm mentioning them all. An Irish um, airline. <laughs> yeah, well, um, non-branded Irish. Non-branded non airline. <laughs> Um, and I was paying them for the privilege of taking marking on a trip from a spin, spin back. And even my dad turned around and says, so you, you, you going to do that work? And I'm like, no. And, and funny, I remember actually doing the master's one year where mm. I did bring some of my, our master's work back and I did sit in my parents' living room. And even my parents were like, look, son, put that down. Will you, it's Christmas, enjoy yourself. And I, and I thought to myself, if I had got this done a little earlier. Mm. So there is that maybe clawback time and buyback time of, you know, I need to get this yeah. done. And I've got my family because we're not an exhaustible resource. Yeah. We get tired too. We want that period to recharge our batteries, yeah. don't we? Are you, are you, that's a question maybe for other people as well, but are you taking stuff home because you feel that there's an expectation to do that rather than an actual practical reason for doing it? I think sometimes in the profession, we whip ourselves up of, oh, we can't have any downtime. We shouldn't be having downtime. It's not acceptable to have downtime because in the day there isn't. Well, so I do that for Christmas. Therefore, are you asking me, am I going to do work over the Christmas holidays? No, what I'm asking you I is, will. what I'm asking you is, is the work that you're doing actually required? No. Or is it just making you feel better? It's like a psychological thing of, well, I feel like I should be doing something. I think we all have this little thing in the back of our heads, some teachers that we have to, you know, there has to be these things to be done. We're never ahead. You mm. are never, ever in this job. You're never clearing the decks. Yeah. You're never ahead of yourself. You're always playing catch-up. And that's... But are you ever behind? I mean, that's the other thing as well. You could argue that. Of course that. you are. You're always behind. That's the whole point of it. You're, you're always constantly playing catch-up. Mm. But it's a question of what's livable. And it's a question of what what comes back to haunt you. The, the things that you get into trouble for, the things that you haven't done, the admin, the bureaucracy. And this is where... I think some some teachers' mental health is suffering because we're we're in such a becoming a threat focused occupation that we're constantly just churning churning over, and and maybe you know maybe my, my let's do a fun lessons maybe I'm wrong maybe I should say down tools and say right there, there here you go here's here's an historical documentary and then I get all my stuff done but I always terribly it's terrible for me I do do I do take work home and I do have a look over Christmas holidays uh, one or two little things but it's it's preparation and stuff. But then maybe that's bad for me. I, sh I should probably clear the decks and not have that. But same as the summer holidays. Tell me the teacher that doesn't do a week or two over the summer holidays. Yeah. We, you know, we we're, we're, we do it to ourselves, but we do it ourselves because we're, we're, we're professionals. And this is what people always turn around and say, oh, you get 30, you know, 14 weeks, 13 weeks holidays in a year. I don't think I, you know, I, the majority of us don't because we are, we are always on the, on the lookout for yeah. resources. We're always doing stuff. And I, I think that's the thing because I, I, I've tried to explain this to uh, my wife about kind of the profession and the, it's, it, it, it is constant because you're constantly, if you, as you, like you said, you've gone on a, you've gone on a trip with your mates and you're then giving a walk in talking geography. If you are, if you are into your subject, 
which I think if you're now like we are in your 40s in education, mm. you've kind of you're into your subject. It's in your DNA. <laughs> it's, in your, it's kind of you, you can it's, cut, it's, cut, it's, you can cut me through now. It's right? who you are. It's yeah, what yeah. you are. So so therefore, when I see something, I'm 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 immediately assessing that source to see mm. whether it fits. Mm. It's worth telling people. Is it a starter? Is it something I can set as a a, a reading task? You know, is is there, is there something in that that's going to allow me to get that breakthrough in that bit of yeah. like nasty content that's quite hard to kind of understand, especially in my subject, especially when I'm looking at something like I don't know supply and demand or something, or um, you know price price elasticity demand, like really dull areas. If you just teach from the textbook. But actually, if you do supply and demand, and then you're looking at a news article from the house markets or the current mm. uh, inflationary, you'll issue, see it, won't you? You'll see yeah, it. The, 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 it's, see it's it. kind of locked, and, yeah. and and this is the bit that's really hard to kind of uh, pin down when people say, "Oh, you've got loads of holiday," but actually, in that holiday, that is still happening. So it's not like when when I had previous jobs, when I was on holiday, I was on holiday. Did old as a teacher, yeah. You know, I, I remember before when I kind of worked worked in banks, I didn't go on holiday. When I went to holiday, I wasn't reading up on uh, the latest in- yeah. <laughs> interest rates. To but try see, and... the previous couple of couple of um, Christmases, this is probably the first Christmas, I think, that we as a professional body have had something not hanging over us. And as I say mm. that, actually we do, because industrial action will probably be happening. You know, if the other previous years we've had, you know, the, the COVID's in and out, COVID, and we had the year where, you know, January we're, we were then going to be, you know, vaccinating kids or we're mm. going to be testing kids and, and then we were in for a day and then not in. And, and 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 that, I resented that because that wasn't so intrusive over the whole Christmas. That completely dominated my Christmas to a point because as a union rep, I was worried about my colleagues. But it's interesting, and again, we'll come on to this later on. I don't forget about the responsibilities I have because I have a holiday. I don't forget about some of the children in my care. And I think some of us are like that. We, we, we go into this because we really care about what we do and we care about the people that we have responsibility for. So I do, and I will say, there's a part of my brain worries about the children over Christmas, worries about the families, worries about things that are happening, worries about coming back. I mean, tell me the member of staff that doesn't the night before going back to school have the dreads. And, and one of my head teachers got oh, brilliant. She was she was brilliant for that. She used to send the email out just the day before, going, "You'll be okay. You'll be absolutely fine." And making a joke out of, you know, first days. And and the thing of it is that first day dread of the first day back, it, it's pretty pretty it's pretty hard, isn't it? To get your head around that. Well, okay, we're going back, and what you go back into. Um, but equally, as soon as I walk in that door and I teach my first lesson, it's like riding a bike. It's mm-hmm. back. It's same as the six weeks holidays was worse for that, isn't it? the six weeks say uh, the six weeks summer holidays you know you, you get out of practice and that first lesson is kind of like okay i'm back in the classroom yeah, yeah. and and even your voice i've noticed things like your voice goes a little bit um over, over that period of time but going back to the christmas thing I, I i don't i worry that if we if we do the fun thing too often we actually do a disservice to the job that we do the rest of the year and it filters into to some of my niggles about attendance that you get some criticism from some parents saying, oh, well, the last week of school is nothing anyway. I'm taking my child out. And what happens with that is, okay, that's fair enough. They're not going to lose out on a huge amount in the last week of term. But what it does is it opens the door to the first week of term. Mm. And I've noticed a massive change in the last couple of years about the number of holidays that children have because parents then turn around and say, well, you don't do much in the first week of term. And it is a little bit of we have to be careful of becoming the glorified child minders that we rejected during COVID because that's, we're not there. 
I'm not there to be a DVD player. They get enough of that during the, 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 the holidays. So my take in it is, is that I don't mind people having fun lessons, but my version of fun lessons is might be different to other person's version of fun lessons. My, my, my fun lesson is something educational. It's still, for me, there has to be something educational in what we do because that's our purpose. That's my function. I often say that to kids, you know, what's my job? Teacher, what's your job? And they look at me funny and they go, what job? And says, you have a job at the moment, you, your occupation. What do you put as your occupation? I get this bewildering look back from the, from the, from the kids. It says, what's your designation in society? How would I describe you? Yes, you're a child, but what's your job? What's your function? What do you do? And they look and go, oh, I'm a student. Oh, do you study? Do you actually study? Mm. If you're a student, how much studying do you actually do? I'm a teacher. How much teacher? Do you think I'm a good teacher? And I, I flip it on them. I go, do you think I'm a good teacher? Do you think I teach? Do you think I teach all the time? Even when I'm not meant to be teaching, I will teach. That's what I am. If you're a student, study so i think we have to never lose sight of the fact that as long as I, I, the fun stuff can be fun stuff but for me there has to be some rational educational value to what you do so i'll always store up my, my year 11s for instance are, they're, they're starting a new topic they're starting um, the 9 11 and the war in afghanistan which is a very unusual historical topic to teach mm -hmm. i've timed it that i know over the summer the christmas holidays that they'll have access to netflix and, and documentaries so i've given them a documentary list including the one released last year with George Bush. And I've given them a, a task to do over Christmas. And, and again, this is controversial because some people say, leave the kids over Christmas, don't don't set them. That's another topic. Do you mm. do you, do you actually say to the kids, don't waste that time? Yeah. Do, you, do you say to them, oh, you use your Christmas holidays. Do we say to the children, you switch off and do no work? Or do you say, look, guys, you've got a couple of days here where instead of being on your Xboxes, instead of wasting the time watching endless DVDs, could they be doing something educational? So there's a, there's a, there's an argument had four and against that don't waste time and um, get caught up but for me i'm giving them some light viewing like the kite runner and something connected um to to, to 9 11 a couple of documentaries that they might be interested in watch but i can do that because they've chosen my subject and i know they're intrinsically motivated to do it mm -hmm. but i've asked them a simple task when they get together with their family ask their parents where they were when the twin towers come down yeah and what I'm doing there is I'm saying, right, okay, you and your parents can have a conversation about it. I want to involve your parents in your education. And equally, if it's their choice, I'm giving them the option. It's not, it's not a requirement. I'm saying, look, if you are, I've got some time over, over over the Christmas holidays and you want to look at something interesting, then this is the educational value in it. So therefore, I'm, I'm still kind of reaching out to get them to take it, take, take the advantage of that time. Hmm. Or, or am I wrong in doing that? That's that's something I'd like to open up to the floor. Am I wrong in doing that? Is am, am I? Is that, should I just let them switch completely off, or am I just taking the opportunity of the time and the resources they have to keep them interested and to focus them? And, and I don't know. I'm. I think I'm doing the right thing on yeah. that because it, I did it last year, and the kids came back and said, "What's this documentary? What's that? What's that documentary?" Because some of them get very bored of it. We saw it during COVID. They yeah. just they just vegged. They they just basically. We find a lot of kids with a lot of free time just got out of habits of any sort of learning whatsoever. Mm. So go back to the fun lesson thing. I'm okay with a fun lesson being a fun lesson as long as there's an educational value and there's some some rationale behind it rather than just like those teachers when I was at school that just said, walked out of the classroom, left us for half an hour and we just sort ourselves out. Versus those that said, here's a David Attenborough you know, thing, this is what we're studying and here's something I would like to show you but we don't have the time to normally show you but I'm going to take the opportunity to do something slightly different. So for me, it's it's still about, it's the difference between a parent who just gives a child an iPad and unsupervises the child with an iPad for hours on yeah. end versus the parent who gives the child an iPad and says, okay, here's something like Minecraft and sits with the child and takes them through something like Minecraft. Yeah. 
because then you know the, the child is doing something fun, it's interacting as well, but it's interacting. Yeah. And and you think about that is important as well. I think about doing quizzes. Yeah, you're going to do a quiz. Do the quiz with the kids. If you're going to do something fun, do it with the kids. Yeah. I think that's the difference. If you're going to have the fun lessons, if you you participate, you facilitate, you take part, you enjoy the fun lessons because you're doing the fun lesson with the young people, as opposed to all right, what are we doing today? We're going to watch a DVD. The kids sit down, they stick a DVD on, and the member of staff is sitting marking books. I I don't agree with that. No. But I know and I understand why people do that because they're clearing the decks and getting their headspace right because they wanted a break. So I'm caught at 50-50. And funny, that's where I think yeah, a lot of people it, that's are. That's where it was, yeah. I think so. There's a couple of things there. We're going to, before we go to the news, there's a couple of things then for a call-in. Um, you know, what have you done over the last week? Um, have you sided on fun or have you just literally carried on with your normal lessons as normal? Or maybe look back at your own school life and, you know, what happened when you were at school and what types of fun lessons did you have? When I say fun, I'm putting inverted commas there. Um, you know, or, or did your teacher kind of uh, plug away to the end? I know some, some students just haven't come in for the last week at all. Um, so yeah. uh, I know some, some parents, um, again, and I always agree that it's their prerogative to, in some sense, you know, want to have that family time. And, you know, the cost of the, the holidays is sometimes problematic. So they use the last week as a way to get a, a cheaper break. Um, so the, there's, there's that well, there well. is that debate yeah, of, there's always that, know, debate. that debate of where is education, what's the value of education. And, I, and again, if a child has got brilliant attendance, and that parent is doing something with that child, which yeah. is which is affirming, um, and you know that for me is important. But if they're taking their child out to go on a shopping trip, well, you know, sorry, <laughs> you know that's that's not right. Mm. But if you're taking a child, uh, my colleague of mine's going to New Zealand, the, the family in New Zealand, so they're they're they taking the last couple of days. Yeah, fully support that. I'd, I'd happily cover those lessons to allow that person because that's something extremely important. You don't mind if it's something important. Or, you know, there's something that is, is of a value. Mm. And you get that argument sometimes where the parent says, my child's going on, we, we need a holiday, we need a break. Fine. But don't do that if your child's on 85% attendance. Don't do that when your child's on 90% attendance. Yeah. And don't do that at the Goldilocks period of time when your child needs to be in school. But it's, it is Pandora's box. It's like everything else. I often think sometimes the more you relax a little bit, the more the children expect. So I, I never like when they walk in, going back to the, the, the gladiator thing, I will do the fun lesson on my terms. I don't like it when children go, can we play this music? Can we play that music? They get very selfish like that. They want what they want. If, if they, I've done that before. It's like, okay, uh, can we put some music on? And the kids are like, oh, this, that, the other. And you're like, I'm sorry. I'm not satisfying. There's 30 people in the classroom here. And they don't they don't share well sometimes. They want yeah. one. And even if you, you say to the children, what DVD do you want to watch? There'll be winners and losers. Won't mm -hmm. and, and whereas if you turn around and say, I, I still think we'd keep the locus of control to a certain extent. Because the more I, more you relax around some children sometimes, the more that they lose that routine, they lose that structure. And that's, again, what we found during the lives of COVID. And that's one of the arguments against doing, doing the fun lessons is that we, we need to establish and keep the routines because once you relax that, you have more instances of things like bullying. You have more instances of, of where kids have blurred lines. You know, I, they answer you back or cheekier to you. And I often, I often find myself not liking the end of term, not liking the, the week before Christmas. And it sounds horrible, because I find the children's behaviour alters. It's like the non-uniform day thing. I, I don't like when they just go, they, they blur the lines and, and, and they, they forget themselves. And I think the more sometimes you loosen the structures of school, 
then unfortunately the more on some children just can't handle that and you talk about neurodivergent children mm. You know, how, how do you satisfy neurodivergent children when you change a routine all of a sudden for the last week of term? I, that's, you've yeah. got to be careful of that yeah, yeah. because they thrive upon routine, 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 and all of a sudden you're coming in and it's like, okay, the rules are out, we do what you want. You yeah. know? So yeah. I, I think there has to be, yes, fun lessons, if there is fun lessons, but still with a locus of some control rather than just simply do what you want. Okay, so uh, what we'll do is we'll break to half past uh, one. Uh, please call in, please tweet us. We've got our stuff up on Twitter today early. Uh, we've got lots of stuff on there. We're also going to cover, um, after the news, um, the stuff that's been going on with food parcels going yeah. home because that's part of uh, Christmas this year, definitely for us. You know, food bank collections, um, sending gifts home, sending essentials, not gifts, essentials uh, for, for, cert for certain pupils. Uh, but again, we'd like to know your Christmas stories in that last week. And uh, I think we also need to cover... The fact that you know those people have been off as well, actually mm. ill, ill this this week, this week as well. So, uh, right, we're going to break for the news, and we'll we'll see you after the news. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, a leading publisher of books, directories, educational guides, and magazines specifically aimed at forward-thinking schools in the UK and beyond. Have you checked out their latest releases? Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. The long debate as to whether a Yorkshire pudding belongs on a Christmas dinner has often been a talking point on social media. This year, however, the debate has reached new heights after an 11-year-old schoolgirl was left unimpressed by the failure to include her favourite item on the school Christmas lunch. The Daily Mirror carries details after the pupil's letter to her head teacher was shared on social media. The 11-year-old pupil from a Lancashire primary school sent the strongly worded email after she noticed that none of the pupils were served Yorkshire puddings, but staff were. The email referred to the puddings as food of the gods and as golden delicacies, and described the actions of the school as cruel and callous. Puddings for all were demanded going forward. The head teacher took the complaint seriously, but in good humour and even agreed to take part in a conciliatory dance-off to make up for it. The dance-off was conducted in front of the whole school, with only one clear winner, the 11-year-old. So for all those still debating whether Yorkshire puddings belong on a Christmas dinner, be prepared to hit the dance floor to settle the argument. Chester Zoo and the University of Chester have joined forces for a new course focusing on conservation and sustainability education. This course offers a 
the first opportunity anywhere in the world for education professionals to gain a recognised qualification. The course will launch in 2023 and allow those studying to gain a postgraduate certificate. The course aims to provide educators with knowledge and skills needed to help learners maximise the impact they can have in carving a better future for the planet. Full details of the new course can be found on the University of Chester website. Whilst recruitment and retention of teachers and other professionals in the UK has been a frequent topic of discussion, Nigerian news outlet The Nation looks at the topic from another angle. The article focuses on what it describes as a mass exodus of licensed medical doctors and other health professionals to more developed countries and now the fear is changes to UK immigration rules will have a further impact on the education sector. According to a recent announcement from February the 1st 2023, teachers from Nigeria and other countries who qualify will be able to apply to, te to be teachers in the UK. Whilst this is a step in the right direction for recruitment in the UK, there are fears in Nigeria and other nations that this will lead to a further brain drain that can only have a negative impact on the youth of these other nations. Finally, with many schools already broken up for the Christmas break, it's left only to wish all school staff an enjoyable holiday. While sending solidarity to those who, according to a recent teacher tap survey, are pushing on into this week, particularly to the 7% of staff who don't break up until Friday, the 23rd of December. Keep going. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of Two Minute Tech. This week, I want to make an appeal. I'd love to know about real classroom tech situations. I want to speak to teachers of all subjects about how they use tech. How do you engage your pupils using tech? Because I'm telling you now, other people will want to know what you're doing. So what are you waiting for? Get in touch at TT Radio 2022 and let us know what you want to tell us about tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. That was nice, wasn't it? <laughs> we're getting more used to the uh, the controls, I think now. Yeah, we're getting used to the efficiency <laughs> yeah, of yeah. using clips. You know? I, th I think um, next year it'll be uh, it'll be like a like a radio warm breakfast show, isn't it? Well, I, I like this guy that presents on national radio uh, late nights. Um, he's he's got all these absolute jingles and stuff mm. every time. He's brilliant at it. I, yeah. I, 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 do, I, do, I do think we, yeah. we, uh, we can up, up, our, up our game on yeah. that. I mean, it reminds me of the, um, the DJ in Wayne's World when he's constantly hitting kind of klaxons and buzzers oh, and honkers and yeah, yeah all, all sorts of things. We need, we need kind of uh, an array of uh, sound effects. And... Do you know, actually, bringing back a memory, I think I watched Wayne's World when I was at school. That was one of the movies. And if we talk about a me vivid memory, I remember head banging to the scene where him and Garth were yeah. doing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody because Bohemian Rhapsody got number one that year. I think I would have been about 13. See what I mean? How the memory works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't it amazing sometimes how your memory is triggered by likes of music? But equally, that slack time at school, 
you know, the, the AKA fun lessons. Um, so it's, yeah, I'm a contradict himself a little bit there. Yeah. Because I'm against it's, 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 it, but at the same it's, time there, I have a memory yeah. I remember walking past a classroom. So I, I, mean, I can't remember the, 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 the date of the film. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll tell you the date of it, but the, the teacher in the room was playing uh, Shaun of the Dead uh, to, <laughs> to the class. And, um, He'd obviously, again, just at the front, kind of daydreaming to himself. And it dawned on me that uh, the clip that he was about to, um, that was about to go on to. The jukebox. Uh, well, the the guy, Nick Frost, yeah. was about to use a C word that wasn't Christmas. Oh. <laughs> and I, I think I just about got in, got in the classroom. And he kind of, it dawned on him what was about to happen. But therein lies another problem, yeah. doesn't it, of... Um what you sort of have to be very careful yeah. about the appropriateness and i mean i and and as a head of department uh, i have like a my dvd collection and at times it's like okay i'm doing the holocaust can i do the pianist no it's a 15 do mm. i want the kids to see that and that's why i like the likes of the boy in the striped pajamas for for teach day three problem is it, it kind of there's a movement against using that now because it's sort of uh, the sympathy goes towards the family of the of the Nazi boy. And there's an interesting part of that where you go, hmm. But that's the thing is you have to choose wisely what you want to show the children. Because as a professional, talk about professional standards, these children will go home and say, what did you do at school today? And you'd say, and you might have started out to do something quite nice. And go, he showed us something and there was a swear word in the middle of it. And you can imagine. Mm. Now, as a union representative, I can tell you that I have had situations where I've had to have a conversation with a member of staff going, did you look at what you were showing the children? Mm. Um, oh, well, the children recommended it. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. come on. Or equally something musical where, you know, and we can get caught out that way. We can get, because these kids can throw you under the bus. Like, yeah. they really, and they know what they're doing. They're very sad. Suave. 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 Word I'm looking for yeah. there. They're very yeah. sophisticated. Somebody yeah. came out. They're very sophisticated and clever and intelligent. And they know. So you have to be very careful. Like, again, you know, YouTube is terrible for that. You've got to be very careful of likes of. And also copyright. You've got to be very careful of copyright yeah. as well. You know, make sure that you're. My advice is 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 uh, be professional. Make sure you, you, you look at copyright. Make sure that you cover yourself. And, and, and obviously, just be careful with what you show children. And I don't just mean that from a point of view of that you might get a complaint, but just be mindful of your responsibility mm. as a teacher that you've got to be careful. You just, you know, don't leave yourself wide open to criticism because, you know, you've, you, your kids have come in and you thought, ah, oh, you know what, I, they, I'm going to reward these kids. And I think it comes back to my point. Yes, do something fun if you want to do something fun, but make sure you're in the one in control. Make sure you've got the lever on it and make sure you know what you're showing the children. Yeah. Just don't be sort of like trying to play oh well done you guys this is what you want yeah you know what you're a lovely class because it's about you know you want to build a relationship with children sometimes you do want to reward them as you say you have a class that have done really really well uh you want to you want to say look guys you've had a really good term as a reward let's do something fun like that but just be mindful of the doing something fun is is, is obviously still not going to get you into yeah. deep trouble you know I mean, there's something there also about rewards um where do you stand on the box of chocks Oh. In the lesson, or the um, you want to give some children yeah. lots, I mean, I mean, lots I mean, of sweets and sugar. Do do yeah. do. At what point? Here's a question. Then put it another way. At what point? What age does a certificate saying "Well done" from the oh, school? Oh no, any when, age. When, when does it work? Oh, any age. Pre, no, I think primary school. 
no, you give me a certificate telling me I've done very well. I mean, there's a reason why certain fast food chains have employee of the month and a certificate up there. I think all of us, I think in the human being, you tell me that if someone comes up to me and gives me a certificate and says to you, you've taught well this year, yeah. you've done really well. I think we we forget that. There's mm. nothing better than sometimes. But here's the thing about rewards with me. I don't like rewards for the sake of rewards. Mm. It's got to be genuine and it's got to be earned. And I have done that before where I've turned around to a class and says, look, guys, if you can get all this work done, we'll do something fun. Mm. And they haven't done it. So they don't get the reward. I, I'm old school that way. Mm. I would absolutely completely turn around to them and say, sorry, guys, the other class have earned it. I don't like this whole sort of false praise thing where you have to go. And it's, it's not having a go at a whole society, but you go to America. I love America. I lived in America. But when they say, Thank you, sir. And I'm oh, sorry, it's terrible American. That's my I, wonder, I do my, I wonder what it was. <laughs> I do my New Jersey. Thank you, sir. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, do you really say thank you or do you actually mean it? And yeah. I do I genuinely like praise that is fair and genuine. But when you are rewarding for the sake of rewarding, then you are making a rod for your own back there. Because then the kids will come in and say, oh, well, the last time, you've got to be consistent. I equated to parenting. I don't reward my children when they're naughty. I don't, why would I reward them when they're naughty? I want to encourage positive outcomes. I want to encourage. So at the end of term, if children have worked hard and they've earned it, yeah, yeah you can have something fun, but you better earn it. Yeah, but if you, as we said before, though, if, if we go down the line of there is a well-being relationship uh, benefit in that last week of doing those things, if you then, if that class doesn't, perform behave in the way that you expected where does where does that leave you going into the new year it leaves me it leaves me holding my line and saying i'm sorry there's got to be a consequence Mm. but you're holding your line yeah is everyone else holding their line i I can but that's the thing the cultural this is where you end up with inconsistency and this is the problem sometimes with schools Mm. that and it can lead to awkward conversations of me having awkward conversations with some of my, my colleagues who've started, I think, DVD week early. Mm. And and that leads to a conversation with senior management who then senior management turn around and say, look, guys, and, and I've had to do that. And I've had to do that where I've, I, I'm well aware that a colleague was, was showing something a week way before everybody else. Mm. And you're like, whoa, 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 have you down tools? And then, of course, the kids were like, what they were doing was it's the parenting thing. But mum said, but mum said, you know yourself, when you, you're co-parenting. Mm. You've got to be on the same page. Because yeah, yeah. if you're not on the same page, I mean, I, I used to run rings around. I should not listen to my mother. I used to run rings around my mum because mum would give in. But it's wait till your father comes up. Oh, no, no, we're not asking him, not a chance. And you don't want that. No. You don't want, because then what happens is you've got good cop teacher, bad cop teacher. Yeah. And that's just not fair. So you're going to have to, as a school, maybe that, that's up to I think the senior management of the school to set that tone, to 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 regulate that and actually say, look, guys, we don't mind you doing this fun stuff, but here's the dates that you do it, mm. and please, again, the conversation about make sure it's appropriate. But here's the problem: should you be having that conversation with a serious academic professional? You know, okay, okay. <laughs> I think I think my point is is that. You're in charge of your own classroom. You know, we've, yeah. we've, we've gone back to that kind of Gareth Southgate scenario. You're managing your team. Your class happens to be a certain makeup, a certain composition. You want to do something. You think, as a professional, that break, that time, 
will have, you know, re rewards in the long run. So therefore, you go and do that as a teacher, even though it breaks ranks with the other staff. As long as you, and here's the thing, as long as there's a rationale, yeah. as long as there's a logic applied to it, as long as you can justify it, it comes down to justification. Mm. It's the same as somebody saying to me, you know, oh, why are you getting the kids to do some work over Christmas? Is it work or is it interesting? Something, yeah. something, something interesting. interesting. I have a justification. I have thought it through. Yeah. I have a reason for it. It seems the the, the the stuff, I go back to the school, the teachers when I was at school who showed me stuff that was relevant, like to David Attenborough in mm. the geography class. Okay, it may be a little slack, but it's still relevant to the subject. As, as opposed to somebody who's turning around and just going, right, here's free time, do what you want, kids. And I don't like that. I yeah. don't I don't think that's fair. That's where I have a bit of an issue. Yeah. No problem with somebody doing something different. Um, and I've seen some research here. Let me just read you this research, which I think is really important. And it's talking about... Um, talk about uh, welfare, welfare and well-being. Yeah. Schools using innovation to improve uh, well-being. Sometimes uh, schools are trying new approaches to keep pupils of all ages happy and healthy uh, after the pandemic left them struggling socially and emotionally. Uh, Beth Collins, uh, deputy head at Lawrence Primary School in West Sussex, said she found some young children had used to playing computer games and sitting in screens and their fingers and thumbs would not stop twitching in class. I've noticed this, mm. where I can actually, I've done, I've done a little thing with this, where I've walked around with my year sevens, and they think I'm some sort of master Jedi. And I said, hold out your hands, PlayStation, Xbox, PlayStation, Xbox. And the mm. kids think, why are you able to do yeah, that? I, I can see how they hold yeah. their hands, where their thumbs go, yeah. to what gaming device. And of course they go, you play games. Of course I play games. I've been playing games three times longer than you've been alive. Mm. Seriously, I started playing games in the 80s. Mm. And they look at you weird, like, you're a human being, I play games. Yeah, I could probably beat you at FIFA right now if you really wanted. And they look at me and they go, like, you play FIFA? Yeah, of course I play FIFA. I've been playing FIFA since 1993. You know, stop. You yeah. know, I am a human being. I lived in your world too, you know. It was, was you. But they, I could see that with the kids. And, and you see that after half term. You see after half terms. Kids come back at half asleep because they're going to bed at six, four or five in the morning. Yeah. And they're out of routine. It's routine, routine, routine. Yeah. But what this is also saying is, look, now she takes the pupils outside for an hour, runs around the playground, calm and improves their fitness. Parents and children were offered yoga training sessions, how to breathe, how, in, a, in a bid to reduce time on screens. Other primary schools, as Thomas Battersea, have gone a step further and introduced outdoor classes following the Scandinavian model of forest schools. Yeah. So when somebody says to me, you want to do something fun today, is that the opportunity to do actually something like that? Okay, yeah. we're going to do something fun today. There's, 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 for me, something fun today would be to say, let's go play a game of, game of football. Let's go do some sports. Let's go see some exercise. Let's go see. But are we guilty? And this is my thing. Are we guilty of being that parent who turns around, same equivalent, the parent turns around and said, oh, God, I'm knackered. It's the end of term. Oh, I'm a teacher. Oh, woe is me. Oh, woe is me. And then goes, oh, just give the kids a DVD yeah. to watch. Are we guilty of that when we should be saying, hey, you know what? This is an opportunity to do something, experiment, have a bit of, have a bit of genuine educational fun yeah. as opposed to, I'm, I've got to babysit you for the next week. Yeah. And then it's, it's, it's all about mentality for me. Oh, God. Do, you know. to, do we need a more rounded approach to well-being then? So, so <laughs> rather than it being the end of term, end of year, Christmas fun, or what, whatever that fun means, is that the um, social and emotional things take more, have more prominence in the timetable, in the curriculum. Yeah. So therefore, we're doing it more regularly. So therefore, it's not we don't we, students aren't asking because because to me, when when students are saying we want a fun lesson, what they're really saying is we're fed up of what we they don't want to learn. Yeah, what we what we've been doing. So what we we need a break. They're saying we need a break. 
And actually, when they get, if we're just doing it, um, like, so, so I broke up on last full day was Wednesday. Oh, and we, okay. and we had, oh no, sorry, what I'm talking about. No, it wasn't. Last full day was Thursday, Friday, half a day. Um, Hold on, you, you finished last Thursday. When did you go back? Friday. Uh, we go back on the Tuesday, so that the second. So you're yeah, yeah so which is fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm back a week later. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gaining. No, no, no. That, but that, that's <laughs> no, the important. It, it, but, but it's, it? but it's, but just, just a, a bizarre situation. I don't really know why Derby is so out of sync with the rest of oh, the country. This is the hard thing with with different yeah. different parts of the country yeah. out of sync with yeah. each other. But, as well. but my, my my point is, is 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 this pressure on fun at Christmas? more to do with actually students saying we are not getting something from this this system it's just all about you know um pra- exam practice grades targets you know production outputs and what we actually what we actually want is that's reasonable and that's fine we get that but we we want more time you know, you think about school. Kids like variety. You think, what you're saying is kids like that's variety. That's right. And you think some schools now, you know, for lots of reasons, you know, have some have got their lunchtime down to about 20 minutes oh. just to kind but of But do you know why they're doing that? Grab bag. Because there's too many incidents and issues. That it creates more social problems yeah. because they've got no mid-day supervisors. Mm. I know that. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to kind but of that, but, but dive that means into what? But that means they're not doing what? They're not burning off energy. Yeah. They're not playing football. They're not having social time. They're yeah. not talking to yeah. each other. They're not having those soft they skills did, times yeah, that but, they need. Yeah, but I remember part of my memory of school was those kind of epic football matches in, yeah. the, in the school pens. Do you know what I mean that they had like like 150 kids? No, almost like an Aston, my head almost teacher. like a straight Tuesday. And I'm about to praise him here. I do think a lot of the guys. Here we go. He t- he t- he. T- he actually referees. That could have been a drum roll. He, he referees <laughs> the, the, the year 10s versus the, versus the year 9s. Yeah. And, and I go out sometimes to be his lino, just because what happens there is you get all the boys and they just, they, they run around like absolutely headless chickens. And it's a bit of fun, a bit of sport. And, and actually, I'm wrong because some of the girls and I would be involved in the game and they can play a football oh, game. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. So she, she takes the year nines and year tens out and they have a big football match. Mm. Now, what, what is that? They're burning off energy. They're having fun. It's a bit of competition. Yeah. And what are they not doing? Not sitting in the corridors, not up to no good. They're actually enjoying. And then they come in after that happier because what? The endorphins have kicked yeah, in. There's got to be yeah. a lot of mental health. Yeah, yeah. The endorphins have kicked in. The, the socialization, the com- sense of community, the sense of identity. I know some schools pioneered that where they do music lessons during lunch times. Mm. But here's the problem with this. And this is, this is but, where... But that's just more lessons, isn't it? But here, here, yeah. here's the take on it. Some staff, again, it goes back to the same issue. What you put in, what you get back out. Mm. Some staff, and I'm not criticizing them, will sit in the staff room and they'll chew the fat over and they'll have their lunch and say, that's it, I'm sacrosanct, my lunch is my lunch. Mm. Some will sit in the rooms. Some will do marketing. So if I look at my colleagues, some will use the, 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 the lunch time to catch up on work so they go home on time. Yeah. Some will use that to, to catch up with their friends and yeah. socialise and talk to each other and they'll sit at the same place on the table and make each other a cup of tea and that's brilliant. I tend to do both. I will walk around school, yeah, I will sit in the dining hall, I'll sit down with some of the kids and I will build a relationship with them and I'll go out and help my head teacher. I like to float around the school, yeah. have a little chat with some of the kids, see them in their natural environment but still go in and have 10-15 minutes with my colleagues. Because you need that as well, don't you? But it, but, equally, but, but you need the thing that you've just been talking. I've about. noticed you need to burn off that energy. Do you mean that? I, I end up now, yeah. and I end up sometimes. Um, the, the boys will kick the football to me, and I'll, I'll end up. Being, <laughs> I'll end up. I'll end up joining in. <laughs> and I do. And, you know, 
they know I can cross the ball. So, so like, why is my son break his leg? No, 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 no. They know better than that. They know they, they give me a white bird. But at the same time, you know, they'll, they'll pass the ball over, and I love a crossover. And here I am. I feel good about myself. I, I, and they'll go. They'll come and go like great cross there. I, you know, nothing yeah. better when I plant one off from a corner and one of the, one of the one of the kids knocks up and it heads it in. But then I, I mean. That sounds like a scene of the cast, doesn't it? <laughs> well, there, there, there's, there's so many films. That go, I was thinking of the uh, the meaning of life. Where they, they go to the uh, this, the public school, yeah. And John Cleese and the team are watching the uh, boys play rugby. Oh and yeah. They're all getting involved, and they trip the kids up, and uh... and Bobby Charlton today, <laughs> and Bobby Charlton, and yeah. But but again, I I look at some of my favourite moments of school. I had a PE teacher like that. I used to play football with us after school. Yeah. And I think, and again, those memories were quite vivid. And I loved that guy. I got on with that guy. He's my PE teacher, but actually he was a sportsman as well. Mm. And he used, he used to play football with us after school. Yeah. And he filthy like him. If he ran past him, I was quite quick when I was younger. Mm. Um, and he ran past him. You know I mean? The leg got stuck out. You didn't get, you get up. And it was it was fun. It was good. It was of the mental health benefits of that. Still, the kids are growing up in poverty in the middle of the troubles. Mm. I think we needed that. We needed that. And again, I think we've lost a lot of this during the likes of COVID. So... What I would suggest suggest is is that we 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 do find the educational value in doing things differently rather than just simply stick something on that they could watch over thing. And here's an interesting story that backs me up. Video games may increase the risk of obsessive compulsive disorder in children. A study has suggested. Researchers in the US asked more than nine thousand children aged between nine and ten years old how much they spent playing video games and watching videos. Two years later, they checked to see if that um, they'd gone on to develop OCD. Playing video games increase the risk of OCD by 13% for every average hour spent a day. That's mental. Mm -hmm. uh, a separate study suggests that handling a pre-COVID age child a screen as a quick fix could lead to severe challenging behaviour. Tell me we don't see this. Mm. The lack of socialization skills, the lack of the lack of uh, be able to answer a question. Some children have retreated into themselves because what? They spend a year and a half in their bedrooms and happy to do so. Yeah. And I've noticed this a lot with some of the children now. You know, put your hand up. They won't put, and cold calling. I ask some children cold calling. They just don't respond. And it's interesting. We're encouraged now to do cold calling. That's some right, kids yeah. just can't do it yeah. because they don't have the same interaction. I sat with my... One of the reasons I'm able to do this show is because I sat at the dinner table with my parents and we argued about everything. The six o'clock news is on the background. And that brings me to, you know, some of the education value of the fact of the matter was I was educated at home in the dinner table in life, politics, the world, and yeah, everything. Because we've got the interactions, and it comes down to that interactions with the children. Now, we are just showing them stuff and saying, there you are, you're behaved. And again, it comes back to the giving the child your screen or giving the child the laptop, giving the child the iPad. Brilliant, fantastic. That keeps them sedate, keeps them... Are we almost comatosing our children? Are we almost just basically saying, here's a piece of technology? Why? And I love technology. I think it's important. Mm. But do we run the risk of just saying, here's school, and school's just like what we do at home? Yeah. However, it's that kind of middle-class bubble thing sometimes, isn't it? Are some parents just can't have that? They're either not educated themselves; they can't, they can't do the things that you're ask, you're advocating. It's the cultural capital. They, they can't yeah. cultural capital. They um, they are bouncing between shifts. Yeah. In a gig gig economy. Yeah. That they can't. They then are at home for an hour to get changed before a night shift, before a night early morning shift. And all that business, and then um, we're not, we're not, there's no criticism here. Parents are doing yeah. their that their best in very very challenging situations yeah. sometimes, and you know it'd be great, you know, a teacher sets an independent task. Has the child got a laptop? 
Have they got the resources? We did find they got that out, didn't we? Yeah, that the yeah. digital divide between some children and the assumption that, and I noticed that, that we, 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 we were saying, oh, you've got your homework, and they were doing the homework on their phone, not a laptop, because there was one laptop at home, and that one laptop at home was with the parent who was working from That's home. That's right, yeah. So we did, we, I think we found out a lot more about what's going on in society. I think schools have found a lot more, mm. and we're trying to bridge the gap. Yeah. But these figures on, on, on the children gaming and stuff, and I love, don't get me wrong, I love my gaming myself, and yeah. I, there's a lot of education it. But again, it comes back to my mantra there of who's in control there? Who's got the locus of control? If the children are completely unregulated, gaming when they want, gaming all hours, again, some parents are fighting the good fight, and mm. God bless them. Mm. They, they remove... I, I did, a, did a cold survey the other day, I knew was going to talk about this, and I, I turned around to a year seven class and says, hands up whose parents have confiscated their DS, their um, <laughs> their their switches, their their um, controllers for their for their games, mm. or their laptop, or their phone, and every single child had put their hand up at some stage. A device was removed, a controller was removed, or something they had basically overdone. Mm. Which means that parents are fighting in a good fight. Don't get me wrong, but we're up against what kids consider to be fun. Mm. It's so easy now. Mm. You think about that. We we watch to a treat. We used to watch a movie as a treat. They're so overloaded now, yeah, yeah. and they're so so rewarded mm. that us putting something on that they could watch at home on Netflix. To me, that's not so the reward it used to be. Yeah. Because that when I was in school, that was a reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you didn't watch. You, yeah. you watched the latest movie, and your teacher might, oh wow, you've got that. Mm. No, be like, oh, well, Netflix got that. I've got that. You, you, you know, the reward I think now has to be something that you can offer those children. Yeah. That can't be offered at home. So what is that? Well, that, that's, well that's, the, that's your forest school. That's yeah. your. I mean, I, I used to when I coordinated citizenship and PhD. I used to use the last week of term to do a whole school kind of like uh, financial capability, mm. democracy, right? So it used to be those themes within citizenship, and I'd have a whole whole day of voting yeah. and a whole day of. Or another one was we did this once at the end of term. We had the children for two days cleaning the school, cleaning the windows, painting. So I spent a half a day painting my classroom with the also children. Also investing in their own space. Oh, you tell me. Mm. And you tell me that one. And it was a brilliant. And I, I, I have kids working through their lunchtime yeah. with me painting the walls mm. in my classroom. Yeah, yeah. And that's my classroom, their classroom, our shared space. And it was an it, was, it took a bit of an investment. One member staff, fantastic member staff, organized it. But we had the kids cleaning the school, picking litter in the school. With, with It's me back to the planting of trees. Yeah. You know, education can be done in so many ways and life skills can be handled in so many ways, but does it have to be, oh, yeah. can we do a fun lesson? And we've gone around the houses a little bit and I think what I'm saying is, is that we're too quick, maybe some of us are too quick to go, here's the fun, the fun lesson is something the kids think is fun, but maybe the instinct for us as teachers should be to, to find ways to get education and the learning in, yeah. not in a traditional way, but use that opportunity yeah. to get some learning in there yeah. or something different. Otherwise, you demean your, I think, us as a school or us as an education facility because then people are saying, well, what are you sending the school for? What are you sending the school for today? You can imagine the conversation with the parent. Yeah. You send the school today. Why am I sending you at school today? What? So you could sit in the classroom and, and, and watch something you could watch at home. Yeah. And uh, better quality. Because because we've got they've got better kit at home probably too. Yeah. To to watch you with. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's really interesting this and um so maybe we're the we're not saying fun, are we? We are saying uh, difference, different variety. Di variety, difference, and I, I, I do think maybe we should be considering, you know, maybe the timetable needs, like it has, like there is a directive, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe it needs a policy change that, you know, there's a directive for mm -hmm. physical education, yeah. 
there's uh, directive for PHSRE. Yeah. Um, there's you know number of lessons have to be taught, etc. Maybe there does need to be an actual well a coordination uh, yeah. of this is what we're pilot. We would like you to to make the most of this last you know your last half a week of term. But I'm not saying that. I, I'm saying more within the week. More within yeah. the two-week time to have more within the one-week time to more within their normal structure of lessons. There is something that is a core focus on difference, um, local environments. You know, getting in touch, you know, doing doing something that's more whole school. You know, that, that's that's properly. That, have you seen uh, Nativity? Yes. Do you know what year it is? I think it's two thousand and four, two thousand and five. What the actual film yeah. when it came out? Now, when I started in education all those years ago. We used to do pantomimes. Mm. I stay behind after school, do pantomimes. Yeah. More school trips. I actually look over the years at the things that I used to do. And even my wife has remarked on this and says, we used to do a lot more fun stuff at school. Like whole, I mean, I, cast members of, of staff members who were pantomime members. Yeah. I mean, three performances with the whole school, whole school concerts. And I think actually because of the workload and because of the way teaching's developed, that not saying quietly quitting, I find myself not not saying not enjoying it, but I used to be more involved in things like that because there were more opportunities to mm. be involved in things like that. And it's hard to know whether it's just is it age, is it the change of the school I'm in? But I would say nationally that's been we talk about drama, you talk about that. You talk about the value of a whole school nativity play. I remember my nativity play and the part that I played, I was Joseph in the nativity play. Now I can remember that. And I can remember the, the, the thing about, you know, take it, my, my wife went to see my two children at their nativity play mm -hmm. and, and the look on my daughter's face as she was the innkeeper's, innkeeper's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a really good one. Like, you know, and, and I think that's, that's, that's the quality of education there, isn't it? The plays, the drama, the, the nativities, the concerts. And, and I, I think we have got so much more, but here's the problem. All that type of art stuff, all that type of soft stuff has mm. been squeezed out by a narrow curriculum. Mm. And we, we were having that conversation about your children. Mm -hmm. They love drama, don't yeah, they? Yeah, so both my daughters go to, they've always gone to like a drama group. That's their that's their thing. Actually, it's, it's, it's wider what they do. They kind of, it's the whole media experience through kind of sound and recording and that type of thing. Um, Elder's daughter has just gone to secondary school. And um, I kind of asked her quickly, kind of, what is your favourite lessons and what's your worst lessons? Um, and I was expecting, you know, like I, like if you flip flip that, I was such a keen kind of football and sports person. My favourite lesson, therefore, was PE at school because it was more, it was more of the thing that I enjoyed. Art. However, loved art. I asked her, "What's your favourite lesson? Maths. What's your least favourite lesson? Drama." And I thought that's such a shame because. Um, wow. You know, all day Saturday, that is her focus, and she's now they're now, they're now just you know in their in their kind of room, editing films, editing their own little kind of um, little things they're doing, uh, stop motion things, etc. So they're really into it. They they both really That's into intrinsic. it. However, when they hit, hit when they hit it at school, they can't stand it. Which is which is which is bizarre, isn't it? So something uh, something's happening there. So when I asked her, kind of, so what is art? What is drama? Sorry, at your school, and she's kind of it's less of the um, of the practice, yeah, and more of the theory. So he's gone down the route of theory. Now I don't know. Again, where's the uh, yeah struck fun in that? Where's the fun? Yeah. So let's let's think. You know, I haven't. Yeah, as as a, as a 
teacher and a parent. You've got, to be, you've got to be careful here. Keep running to the school again and, and almost like being like a mini Ofsted. But what all, you're all doing the there is you're bypassing that. You're, you're literally, your children are being getting that cultural yeah. capital because of who you are and who your wife is. How, however, is it, <laughs> so they're not getting it at school. But, but selfishly, me and my wife are thinking, we only need to do the extracurricular stuff until they got to secondary school, but then they'll be doing it in secondary school. But what it appears is that that's not going to happen. No. They're, they've got to carry on. So, again, let's play devil's advocates for a minute. Let's think, you know, um, I think um, she said it was a non-specialist teaching it, so therefore the, the school's determined to kind of do it, keep it in there. They haven't got the staff to run it, so therefore you've got a non-specialist. If it's a non-specialist, it's low down on their planning, um, you know, um, drive that week yeah um so therefore they probably downloaded something found something been passed something just to tick that box you know some of the most funnest things and my fondest memories in teaching are trips mm. taking kids away yeah, yeah. um taking them on, on foreign trips again that's been difficult in the last couple of years uh, play, uh residentials local residentials but pantomimes i've still got photographs of me playing um characters in a pantomime full-blown you know there's nothing better than custard pieing your head of languages in the face off script <laughs> we had a custard pie i mean we had a custard pie fight in the middle of you know, the kids are laughing at you and tell you what that does humanizes now again i've still got some of this because this week um this week we did a couple of things and we will we're going to do a bit of a quick pantomime but the script's going to be there we don't have the time to invest in it but we're going to perform in front of the children in the last day because our last day is a relaxed day. The Christmas jumpers go on. We have two active worships, which are assemblies, which have got the religious tone, obviously, being a, being a faith-based school. But at the same time, we have, uh, we've done a song. We've done every staff member and um, support staff members chipped into the Do They Know It's Christmas. Yeah. And, and the music music guy, he's absolutely brilliant. He's recorded that. And your boy, George? No. <laughs> no, no. What, what, no take, take, take a guess as to what, if I was going to do Well, it. I, don't, I don't have any racial stereotypes on there. No, no, no. Who, who would I, come, come on. What, what, what part would I have to play? Who's the loudest in it? Go on then. You've been waiting to do it. Shall I do it? Should, yes, yes let's, let's do it. Shall I do this? Listeners, maybe just have, you listen on headphones, maybe take one out, lower the volume a little bit. It did have to he's, be lowered. He's cranking up. Ready? Here, we go. Ready? Ready? Here we go. Well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. There we go. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. big. It's big. Yeah. Well, I had to do the bottom. <laughs> I mean, come on. It had to be. But the brilliant thing is he played that. He, the music teacher played that to his, his music class as he edited and showed and made a big thing out of it. So he edited it out. And the kids were kids kind of like, well done, sir. You belted that word. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, you've heard it. Yeah. And, and again, you talk about the humanization, you talk about the fun element of it. It was fun to do. I, I went up there and I belt, he turned the microphone down twice. It was just fun to do. And you talk about that, but then there's some of the legacy there. We, we do that every year. We'll do a little song, we'll do a little video. That's where you get the fun in, and that's where the kids seeing you have a little bit of fun. Yeah. And that was. You know that was good for them because that, they see that they see that we're human beings. We see that we you know we can have a, a laugh as well, and that helps build the relationship. But how long did that take me? That took me five minutes to go up and, and as if a new line and basically sing a line, and then the music teacher went and produced that, and that that will do that at the last day of yeah, term. Cool. And that's 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 a little bit of fun, but it's not before then. Um, and that's the thing you invest the time into doing things like that, yeah. the after school sessions, the 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 wrap round sessions, and the nativity plays. 
And I think we are in danger of losing some of that, and especially I think primary do it a lot yeah. better than secondary school. And, and, and I know that with having two children at primary school, and I think it's important that primary school yeah. does a little bit more because we're both secondary school teachers, and I'm sure some primary people that might be listening might be thinking, well, we do, you know, we, 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 we know what we're doing. We but then you have those children all, you know, you have them quite intensely, whereas, you know, I see children once a week, twice a week, mm. whereas primary, you have more scope to, to obviously really go and get to know those children yeah. and you have that more more time don't you whereas you know when you only see them once or twice a week it's yeah. more difficult but we i have a tutor group that yeah. i do see more often so that's when i take take the stops out they're the children i give the chocolate yeah. to they're the children i give the rewards to so going what they've done this year is i've asked them to do a reverse advent calendar mm -hmm. and i've asked them to do something for other people and i've asked them do they want to do secret santa we do secret santa do you yeah. do secret santa uh we haven't this year because we decided to give the um uh, focus on this um uh hospice in Coventry. Brilliant. Um so that that's been the whole focus of any kind of donation, a gift, card. The the request has been rather than buy that, uh, we give we, we give to that. Um but there is polling on this, isn't there? That, there is that polling. Kind of helps. Um this is an interesting one. Parents in the red wall seats want more focus on extracurricular activities. So the red wall seats are those seats that turn from um labour to conservative yeah. into more traditional, deindustrialized, more um, the North and the Midlands areas. Yeah. A report by Public First written in conjunction with Unison and the National Association Head Teacher has found that parents in key red wall seats want the government to focus on education and funding on extracurricular pursuits such as the, not just the academic subjects. Research showed that parents in areas of Bolton, Wolverhampton and Reading care about the many things that go unsaid in the day-to-day -day debate on education and policy. And that, oh, thank you. Thank you. That's exactly pretty much what we're talking about. Mm. The survey found that two-thirds of more than 1,000 primary school parents said they thought the government should prioritise teaching life skills and problem solving, while a quarter of them thought there should be greater funding on improving extracurricular activities. The report found that parents were concerns that there had been a narrowing of the curriculum recently with extracurricular subjects squeezed out, which is what we're talking about, mm -hmm. the drama, the arts, and activities such as drama and music becoming box-ticking exercise. Yeah, I think it's right. And, and that's that's come from the parents, and that should filter through. That we, what do we value? And that's one of our previous conversations. Yeah. What do we value in education? We value in education the opportunities to broaden the horizons, to to enrich children, to give them a cultural capital, to, to you know, and that's got to be for me, going back to my point, it's got to be more than for me, what are we doing today? Do a phone lesson here. What do you want to watch? Stick that on. Yeah. It's got to be. We've got to work harder on that. I think there's an obligation in us to... to not say raise our game, but use the opportunity. And it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be all singing, all dancing. It's just making sure that what we are doing is giving that variety yeah, to options. the show. It's the, it's the options. Taking the, the opportunity. Yeah. Taking that time and that opportunity to get some educational or something in mm. there that will benefit them. But I'll also say, I mean, tell me it wasn't fun for me doing that music song. Tell me it isn't fun to be involved in the panto. Tell me that I don't enjoy, you know, putting myself out there and humiliating myself mm -hmm. or having a, having a game of football with, yeah, with yeah, the kids yeah. at lunchtime. You know, our job is our job has so many opportunities to have That's fun, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think if we lose sight of that, when they come in and say, That's why I get very upset when they go, Can we do something fun today? I work really hard. Yeah. I work really hard in my lessons. I work really hard all year long to try and make my lessons as innovative and interesting, to choose the right curriculum yeah. content. So it is a bit sometimes a bit personal when the kids come in and go, Sir, can we do something fun today? And what yeah. they really mean is you know, could we stick something on and go yeah. to sleep? And I'm like, well, no, 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 come on. But, 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 but is, that, is, is that a kind of a genuine plea for we are just kind of fed up? We're just not, not, not with you, not with the individuals involved, but we're just fed up with this constant merry-go-round of 
you know, new knowledge testing, new knowledge testing. Do you know what I mean? But are, are we are we constantly because, true? But we we have to, like we, we we talked about this in our previous podcast. We have data points, don't we? So we need to yeah. we need to do these things to hit these certain data points. I ask children a question, mm. and I ask staff the same question. I ask my colleagues this question, and that's why I get sometimes I'm not the most popular person because I know the answer. If they had a choice to come to school, if they had a choice to come in today, would they come in? Would they choose to come in, mm. or are they coming in because they have to come in? And I used to ask the same thing of my colleagues. You know, do, would you choose this job? Would you choose? I know I know Tom's going to do a really good thing about advice. For what would you tell your younger self as a teacher? Yeah. Would I want to be a teacher again? Would I repeat my 18 years in a heartbeat? I would. I love my job. There's things I would do differently. You know, I might go to a different school for a couple of years and come to the school I love now. Mm. And I love my school now. But I love my school now because I throw myself into it. Because I take the opportunities. And I'm not ashamed. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not, I don't care what other people think of me. I never have. I never will. I'm a teacher. That's my job. That's what I want to do. And I take the opportunity, even at the last last week of term, to see the educational value in it as well. I, I know that's that's not going to make me popular with 47% of people who think that you should, 52% of people think you should do fun lessons. But I think we've teased out what we think fun lessons are, what fun lessons for me. It's not to say I'm not a fun person. Mm-hmm. I, I would change what we say as a fun lesson to, to match some educational value or some learning exercise or something that the children can gain from it. Because going back to this, if they had a free choice, an intrinsic choice to come into school, would they come into school? Or would they choose to sit at home and play their, play their computer games? And if that's their choice, I worry about the future generation because kids should want to come to learn. They should want to come into school. Yeah. And also, staff should want to come into school. When people turn and say, you know, oh gosh, the holidays, I can't wait to the holidays. You think, okay, can they not wait to the holidays because they hate what their job is? Or can they not wait to the holidays because they're exhausted? And I have to tease out those two groups of individuals. Or is it just what people say to each other? Oh gosh, can't wait to the holidays. But if you're saying that around children, what are you, impression are you giving? Can't wait to get out of here. Mm. You know, I can't wait to get out of here because here's so bad. You know, I don't like that. I really don't. I re- And again, I'm a, that's why I'm in the profession as long as I've been in. You don't last within our profession unless you embrace it. I think you cannot be a half in, half out because otherwise you get found out. I think, and the kids will find you out as well. So my, my the fun lesson for me has to be something that is valued and edu- educational yeah. value in it. So we have we have to read a few tweets before we move on to like another topic. So we had um, a couple of ones uh, sent. John uh, Berklet, um single B, I think is yeah. it, um, it said you know fun lessons all year round. Surely, um, with with a bit of creativity from Carl Smith, we can do we can do Bla- Blazer Carl. Well done, thank you for Agreed. your for Agreed. your. Thank um, you, Carl. You know, um, another another one from Jenny Griffiths. Um, that's my usual response when I get a request from my kids. My lessons are always fun. Uh, I feign insults uh, when they refer that I'm, infer that I'm boring the rest of the time. I think that's what you were saying. I think Jenny and I say, are the same page. Say, yeah. say, saying earlier, yeah. um, but one of the things that has really brought home the current crisis that we're in with the cost of living is that this week. I'm sure lots of schools have done as part of their um, last week of term, or if you're still at school next week, you you might be doing this kind of as you. Um, we've always done the food bank mm. with last couple of years, um, but there has been some um, some amazing work done in schools and from from the pupils as well um, to um, send uh, parcels 
uh, to the most vulnerable this this Christmas, um, because in the essence, this is what Christmas is really all about, isn't it? About um, you know looking after each other. Um, we had a couple of tweets about kind of what's been going on in the classroom. Um, we've got um, one here from um, S Streeter Maths, um, who's been able to send um, over eighty uh, food parcels out this year with food, toiletries, Christmas treats. Um, and you know they, they thank their wonderful and generous staff uh, and many staff and it's happened it definitely happened at my school on uh, Friday uh, that people staff were putting them in their boots and helping deliver yeah. them deliver them as well so I know that's um, uh, you know I, I went out with a group uh, yesterday afternoon and um, as as a, as a collective it was there it was the it was our kind of lads kind of Christmas um, get together. And uh, one of them was a teacher, and he explained that um, you know one house of students just needed some carpet, and it just happened that um, another lad was moving house. Mm. So he just said, "Well, I've got some spare carpet." So we, amongst amongst us, we think we've kind of but it's not uh, Christmas spirit. Sort, yeah, exactly, exactly. So we managed to sort uh, this out. I think the best one though was from a uh, Miss MM teacher. So thank you very much for the for the card that uh, you've put uh, on on Twitter. And we'll re- retweet it, but it's absolutely amazing. I think uh, Brent uh, commented on it last night, and I was absolutely blown away kind of uh, late last night when I saw it. Um, um, the, then the card that has been sent out. So this year, the year two um, children have... Um, have uh, sorry, we managed to trigger our Alexa <laughs> here in the house, which is kind of... We've got backing music <laughs> the backing we'll music, yeah. um, So this... If we're under any copyright infringement here, this has got nothing to do with us. This is just, <laughs> this is just this has just happened. Uh, we'll try and sort it out. I'll text one of my kids in a minute to try and um, try and turn it off. Um, this is going to root. I was I was building up to a very heartwarming thing here, but it is is amazing. It says this year, year two had the choice: either get a small Christmas gift from uh, Mrs MM or give the money to charity. Uh, year two are extremely thoughtful and uh, selfless and decided to forgo their Christmas gift uh, in order um, to donate to charity. Uh, the children chose to donate £50 to a local charity, um, the young ones who support disadvantaged local children. Cool. Um, so, I mean, I know, I know this is going on, um, and uh, well done to uh, Miss MM and her students. That's absolutely fantastic. But it has been happening uh, all around the country. I'm aware of that. So this is one from Grimsby. This is a fantastic example. So a school in Grimsby has uh, handed out 1,300 onesies to people to help keep them warm as a family struggle with rising energy bills. So Oasis Academy Primary in Grimsby, um, they were given garments for the school charity and the organiser said that warm clothing was thought um, thought up in the summer amid the media reports of a living increase in fuel bills. Uh, we know it can impact the child's education when they come to school cold from not being able to sleep, being hungry, those kind of things. And the, the teacher involved said that the money came from ex- external funding via the charity, not from the school's budget. Now, isn't that an absolutely fantastic example, again, of community, of, of connection, of Christmas, and, and how you know education facilities can help and how we can sort of, tap into our community um what we're also seeing is, is, is other examples as well about the, the sad reality of a hundred thousand children not in school at the moment and again how do we get them back into school how do we how do we get those kids you know come to, to come into school so we can help them so that's something we really really need to, to think about is those i think we call them ghost children and 
And again, you can only help people if they're there, but we can't help some children if they're not there. And that's coming to things like, you know, some children have been exploited during you know, the cost of living crisis. A really horrible yeah. report about the number of car thefts from the number of children of school age has increased. And you start to see things like that filtering through as the cost of living crisis starts to show social problems that, you know, that those social problems are leading to other problems as well. And, and that's where you're seeing um, donations giving people's free lunches. Um, we're seeing the, the school, there's a school, a primary school that was reported in the BBC in Bradford about the fact that they weren't able to put hot lunches on because of the budget cuts. Um, they got £50,000 worth of donations from members of the general public. And there's things like that, those little heartwarming things that, that turn around and, and that, that's when you realise the power of, of education, the power of schools mm. and the unsung heroes, the teacher who, who, who does the small little thing without realising the small charity of, you know, um, books. And, and one of my colleagues organised a brilliant thing. He's, he's, he's such a literacy book. He organised the staff to to buy a good book for some children that we know would not have the opportunity to access, you know, you know a good book. So instead of, you know, some some of the Secret Santa stuff, they, they, they put money into to buying a book. Um, I, I know that I, I sometimes I, I give the odd book to a child who I know is disadvantaged. I did that recently for a child who, who wants to study at A level, um, government and politics. So I give them a copy of Machiavelli's The Prince. Um, now, they turn out to be some politician <laughs> in the end. I may have, may have set them on a the task. But... We, we all do that, that we, we, we teachers. We all it used to be that, you you know, your kids would bring gifts into you and you'd be like, you'd, you'd walk out with a bottle of wine, you'd walk out with a Christmas card, you'd walk out. And sometimes you still get that. Maybe again, more in primary than do secondary. But I used to have a big bag full of stuff back when I started teaching, you know, of, of things from the kids, you know, gratitude. But I started to switch the other way around and I've noticed that. And I don't mind it because for me, the gratitude, we, we're, we're, in an, we're in a selfless job. We're in an altruistic job. We don't do stuff so we get rewarded, don't we? We don't do stuff because you know we want the kids to bring us a present and say thanks. I think sometimes just thanks is enough, but we are helping out a lot more, and I've noticed that from a lot of my colleagues just doing little things like that, little commando, commando help. I call it. You know, they're 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 doing it, but they're doing it in secret. They're doing it, but they're not advertising it. And and those unsung heroes of teaching are the people that do the small little things, like you know they have a fruit bowl out, and you know they know some children don't get you know fruit. And, you know, they'll say, here, have some fruit. We, we all we all know our kids and we all do generous things. And I think that's really important to acknowledge that we have a profession that is selfless, altruistic. And it's amazing to see the the, the kindness and the generosity of, of, because we're givers. That's what we do as, as educationalists. And, and again, it's quite heartwarming to see the different schools do different things towards charity. And especially when you see the kids um, do that as self. We, we've done the reverse advent calendar. And it's been brilliant to see some children who themselves don't come from extremely wealthy backgrounds, um, but they bring stuff in. And, and that's always quite heartwarming when you see people who can identify and empathize. That's an empathy skill. Mm. Um, I didn't come from a very wealthy background, but one of the things my parents always made sure, I always made sure that we give money to charity. We always helped other people. And that's, that's, a, that's what we want in society. We want young people to be helpful. We want young people to be to be amazing, and and quite a heartbreaking thing this week actually. I, I'm not ashamed to admit I nearly cried in front of the children when I read something out, and it was the the young boy. Um, I'd like to say that you know, obviously pay, pay tribute to, to to that young boy who tried to rescue the other three mm, three children. Um, and I will be honest that that I got emotionally angry and emotional this week on two two occasions. One occasion when when I when I read out about that young boy in, in year, he was a year ten year old boy who. There were strangers and he went over to try and save them and and the 
an amazing story and I was saying to my young young people I think the majority of my young people would have done exactly the same because I think they're amazing I think they would do exactly the same in a heartbeat but then I got really really angry when on social media on the lake you know the lake mm, not far yeah. where I used to teach yeah. we saw some of our children yeah, trying to walk across, future, walk across that frozen yeah. lake and I can't tell you a rational anger that I had of actually wanting to find those children and literally going what are you doing oh seriously so of course what we did was we had a whole PHSE session where we jury rigged a PHSE session to talk about danger of, of ice on the lakes. Yeah. But that's what we do. We adapt. And mm. straight away, we saw an, an issue there that we needed to talk to our children about for their health and safety, for their well-being, because we care. Mm. That's what it comes down to. I was angry because I cared. And I was angry because, God forbid, absolutely, should that happen in your own community? My heart goes out to that community in Birmingham. And I pay tribute to that community in Birmingham. They're going to need all the help they get. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, as a teacher, one of the hardest things is when you lose some children. I know I'm getting emotional about it, but I've lost some children down the years. Mm. Um, and they've let, they leave that mark on you because we care. We're, we're, that's what we do. We look after people. We look after the children. We look after the families. And, you know, but we need to be looked after as well. We need yeah. to look after each other. And I know, I'm sorry if some people thought I was a bit judgy earlier on about, you know, the fun lesson stuff. And, and maybe it's, it's up to individual people what they do. But I just want them to make sure that what they do is, is look after each other, yeah. look after the children and do what they need to do to get over that line. Absolutely. But just be mindful of our job as educational professionals. Never lose sight of our education professionals. And what we're there to do is, is to leave that legacy the same as the legacy was left to me mm. by some of my teachers. Uh, and I know which positive legacy I remember and which others I don't. So you know, how do you want to be remembered is what I would say. Yeah. What are you both most looking forward to for 2023 then? What, what What's the kind of positive to take into 2023, 2023? I think kind of again returning to normality. I want to return to normality mm. to pre-pandemic situation and I want the funding and the school and everything to return to that because I want to go back to what we had in education. I think we lost some things along the way that we need to reclaim. Is there some hope there with this new yeah. education secretary? Do you think? Possibly. Yeah. Do we have an open mind going into the new year? I tell you my hope. My hope is now I'm seeing like that that news report. I think the parents, I think a lot of parents out there are rooting for us. Mm. And I think come, you know, I know we're gonna have industrial action. And I do worry that I do worry like the media like might turn on our profession and play mm. to the lazy stereotype. And I think that's really unfortunate when you see all those stories about what we do and the unwritten things we do, the mm. things that cannot be quantified. And it comes down to like legs of Ofsted. They can, they can they can go where the sun don't shine for me. I really have no time for that. I have time for the fact that people go above and beyond in our profession and they bleed these they bleed when these children bleed. And I think they hurt when these children hurt. And and that's the thing about our we are in a noble, selfless profession that needs to be sometimes commended for what we've done. And I think um, unfortunately with what's going to happen with industrial action, I think we're going to have to defend our profession. We're going to have to defend ourselves because I do feel that we are going to be attacked. If industrial action happens, there will be a narrative. You get the few weeks holidays, you, you know, you have it easy. And I don't think that's fair. I think we, I think we as a profession have stepped up. We've done our job. We continue to do our job in difficult circumstances. So I'm praising, I'm praising all of you listening who are teachers. I think you're amazing. I think the young people who teach are amazing. I think it's a privilege to work in education. I think it is more than more than um, more than the most amazing job in the world. However, you know we we are we are life changers, and I, and I never lose sight of the fact that we are life changers. We have we have a lot of power in our hands to change the outcomes of some children, 
um, for positive. Mm. So, and I know the vast majority of my colleagues exercise that in exactly the way it needs to be. Cool. So, thank you very much for listening today. There's still there's still time for uh, last minute Christmas presents from our our sponsors and people who support the show. Um, so, you know, I picked up on one of the books uh, the other day uh, about the. Um, making PE um, a different experience. So I know there's some great resources um, on the uh, sponsors' website. Um, but we've got today's sponsors, Brent. Oh, before, before I do that, yeah. I want to read this oh, one. Well, yeah. uh, GCHQ's UK Intelligence, Security and Cyber Agency is running its 2022 Christmas Challenge oh, yeah, yeah, in December. Yeah. This, is, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So GCHQ, um, Digital Resource Park, with a big need. So if you're looking for something different, STEM, puzzles, inspiring interest, a mix of 12 problems. So that's the kind of thing you need a lot more of. There, yeah, yeah. there, is, there is an organization out there who's obviously saying, look, we need people with puzzles. There's the next well, Alan Turing. I, I, there's the next Alan Turing, yeah, I think it? there's definitely a show, um, and we'll do this maybe in the new year, about uh, how the private sector can help in or mm. how outside agencies maybe can support education much more to con- contextualize and provide resources. Because sometimes we don't know, do we? No. We, we're, we're sat on the outside thinking that we're doing the doing the right thing, providing the right resources. And then you sit in a in a pub or a restaurant somewhere with somebody and they straight away go, What are you teaching kids when I when I get them? We never, <laughs> never seem to know anything. They're like, well what do you want us to do? And, and maybe come in and do. But um, there's loads of as I just said, um, there's loads of resources on um, John Cat Education. Uh, educational website if you're at johncatbookshop.com uh, if you do want to kind of uh, swat up and you want to do some light reading over the over the christmas period yeah and they are one of our key sponsors mm. and brilliant resources I've, I've been looking through their catalog and there's a couple of things over christmas and mm. um, because that's one of the things that people do over christmas sometimes they pick up that book that they don't normally don't have uh, time to do my old head teacher used to say that used to be his his thing he used to say you know get time to for yourself unwind read that book that's your bedtime bedside table their bedside table and it may be something from john cat they are leading a uh, publisher of books directories and educational guides magazines specifically aimed at forward thinking schools in the uk and beyond so please uh, check out the latest releases at john john and some fantastic titles there for leisure pleasure and for cpd and also uh we are um, still sponsored by Witherslack for the moment and they're a group of educational specialists and care they need more people like you to achieve even more and and the resources are fantastic as well they give you a clear path and career 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 progression um and rewarded with some best salaries and benefits in the industry has to offer Witherslack is currently offering some fantastic opportunities so please check them out at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers i'd also like to say thank you to all my colleagues at teacher talk radio to any of uh, the teachers who are out there i think you're amazing and we've got so it's still got some um some shows coming up just in the last week of term um, I know that um, there was also some brilliant shows to listen back on, um, listen back as well. I know Nathan did a really good show about mm. the pastoral, which we touched upon yeah. today about how to look after children during the the, uh, the holiday period. So that's worth a listen back. I know Tom's got a, a show coming up as well. And we've got another show this afternoon um, from Mr. Starkey, which will be fantastic. So please, you can catch us on Podbeam or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, there's, there's, loads, of, there's loads of places where you can grab it. Spotify as well is a good place to kind of, uh, people got kind a playlist and you got things kind of uh, loaded up ready to listen back to um merry christmas Brent. merry christmas yeah. and um before we go 
we'll see you in the new year yeah. uh, at the first, I think it's the 8th or 9th, is it? First Sunday. First yeah, Sunday. first Sunday back, yeah. First Sunday, yeah. First Sunday of the new year. And uh, But we'll be keep, keeping eyes on Twitter. I'm at... Um, Oh, forgotten. Adam's fans eighty one. Brent Poland one. There's there can be I'm Highlander. There can be only one. Okay. <laughs> and I, th- I think for the, I think for the last time today, then. Okay. Thank you very much, and uh, have a happy Christmas and a great new year. Bye bye for now. Bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.